Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You, where we have interesting conversations with interesting people and learn about unconventional ways to live our best lives. I'm your host, Susie Dean. I'm a former teacher, mother in her MILF era, and wife. I have the incredible experience now of exploring topics and ways of living that I've always been curious about. The conversations on this pod are always relaxed, authentic, and might just teach you a thing or two. I promise that every episode will leave you with a deeper sense of self and understanding for those who are different from you. So get comfy cozy, grab a drink of your choice, and let's have some fun together. Hi guys, what do you think of the new intro music? I can't promise it'll be the last time it changes, but with like the content that I'm giving out and the conversations I'm having, the last intro audio was a bit too much, which is saying a lot because that music was really the epitome of my personality and energy for a long time. So I'm looking forward to your feedback. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest for today, the Jane Thomas, known to many as Jane's Tarot on Instagram. Jane is not only a psychic medium, but a true conduit between the physical and spiritual realms with a lifelong connection to the divine. From the tender age of five, Jane has been tapping into the spiritual world, guided by an innate ability to communicate with spirits. Her spiritual awakening began with a profound encounter with the divine, leaving an indelible mark on her soul and granting her a second chance at life. Jane's incredible gifts serve as a beacon of light for those seeking solace and guidance. With her unique abilities, she assists others in connecting with the spiritual realm, embarking on their own spiritual journeys, and discovering newfound hope in the face of despair. In this captivating episode, Jane will take us on an introspective journey, sharing the pivotal moments that led her to uncover her extraordinary gifts. Delving deep into the art of past life readings, she'll unravel the mysteries of our existence and shed light on the interconnectedness of all souls. But this episode is more than just storytelling. Within Jane's enchanting anecdotes lies a profound crash course in initiating your own spiritual awakening. She'll illuminate the universal thread of divine love that binds humanity, transcending all differences in religion, background, and experience. Jane also emphasizes the significance of surrounding yourself with individuals who continuously expand your horizons and foster a deeper understanding of the world. This is an awe-inspiring journey of self-discovery and enlightenment, and I hope that you enjoy tuning in and allowing her captivating presence to ignite the spark of curiosity within you, guiding you towards a profound connection with the spiritual realm. I will tell you right now, there is a trigger warning on this episode. Jane is going to speak extensively and intimately on suicide and her own suicide attempt and how that led to her spiritual awakening. So if that's something that's going to be difficult for you to listen to, might trigger some things, go ahead and skip this episode. Jane is someone who just feels good. She's 
quirky, wildly grounded, intelligent, relatable, and honestly, someone I can call a friend. Hope she would say the same about me. She's already taught me so much, and I know that spending time with us today, she'll teach you a few things too. Be the purple unicorn. Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast, Jane. Jane, why don't you introduce yourself to us? How might people know you? Hi, I'm Jane. I am Jane's Tarot on Instagram. I am 27 years old. I am from born and raised in Rhode Island. Not a lot of people know a lot about Rhode Island, but I love my state and I'm very happy to live here right by the ocean. I am professional tarot card reader and oracle reader. I also teach cards. I am a psychic medium. I do a lot of classes. I am Reiki certified. I am a sound bowl healer. I do meditations and I do past life readings as well. So I have a very, very busy stack of tools over here. I have professionally been reading cards for two years. However, I've been doing it for the last five years, Um, but I started my business two years ago. So I found you because I won a fat giveaway that was hosted by you Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. And I got to do a past life reading with you and I sat down for our reading and you asked me if, um, I think you asked me if we wanted to do the tarot cards in reading or if you wanted to do like connect to, I don't, I don't know the exact words that you do that you said, but if you wanted to connect to spirits or my my angel guides and I was like wait 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 what I thought you were just reading tarot cards and doing like a past life reading through tarot cards and you're like no I'm I'm a psychic medium and I was blown away I had no idea so I kind of was like thrust into this experience which was so cool and how did you first discover that you had these abilities um, and how did you start fostering them? Because you've really, ex- you've really not only refined them, but you've expanded upon them. So can you tell me about that experience growing up? Yeah. So as long as I can remember, I've connected to spirit. So my mom always has this story that she's like, well, like when I, told her that I was, you know, going to start a business with this. And I was interested in this. She's like, it makes sense because when you were like three years old, I, you'd be pushing the swings. And I, my mother would ask me, who are you pushing on the swings? And I would say my angels. So like, I've always been connecting, I'm covered in goosebumps too. So like, I've always connected to spirit ever since I was a young child. So it has been innately a part of my life. And Um, so I've been doing it since I was like three, five years old. I don't remember the exact age. I was just a little girl. And then, um, around age 10, it was too much for me. So I decided to shut it off. So, um, spirit never wants to scare you. Spirit never wants to cross your boundaries. So when I was around 10, it became, I remember like walking to the bus stop being like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is too much for me. So they left me alone until I was ready to reconnect with them, which was, I was 20 or 19. It was like nine, 10 years later when I went through a lot of stuff and growing and healing. And then I went through an experience that allowed me to be open to connecting to them again. So it has been with me forever, basically, but I've taken breaks. Yeah, that's a significant break. And I can imagine that can be so overwhelming if you like don't specifically have a name for it at such a young age to be figuring out like, what is happening to me? I'm different. I'm being constantly bombarded with seeing things, hearing things, knowing things. And I'm only, how old did you say you were? 10? Like, I was like 
Yeah, it was like three when it started. So I was like 10. Yeah, when you shut it off. Yeah. Oh. So a lot of people do shut it off. Some people don't want anything to do with it. You know, my mother wants nothing to do with it. She's, ex- I get it from her side of the family. My mother can do everything I can do, but she has, she has no desire. When I ask her why she doesn't want to do it, she says, I'm too tired, which also is a thing because it is very exhausting. So tell me more about how this comes from her side of the family. Is this something that is regularly passed down? So it's through like our ancestral um, side of my mother's side. So it comes from my mother's side, but my grandfather's side on her side. So it's my mom's dad that passed it down to us. And the only reason I know that is through my own healer telling me that. Like, where did I get this from? They go, your mother's father from that side of the family. So it's not from my dad's side, which is very telling because of how different my sides of the family are and how my aunt has it. And my mom has it. My sister does, but she wants nothing to do with it. But then my other siblings on my dad's side of the family, my half siblings, they don't, they aren't as drawn to it the way that my actual, my whole 100% biological sister is. So it's just, it's very telling too when you kind of, and I look at my family as well. Before we get deeper into this, I want to establish some vocab words. Okay. So for people, <laughs> you're such a teacher. <laughs> I know. Well, I was realizing once I started like getting more into these spiritual conversations with people in my life on this podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, a lot of my listeners probably have no idea what like what like shadow work is or manifestation or getting downloads. They're probably like, what? So I I realized I need to start putting myself in their shoes. So. One, what do you mean when you say spirit? Two, what is a psychic medium? And three, can you walk us through the clairs? Yeah, sure. So what is spirit? Spirit is, you know, I don't even know how to explain this in like layman's turn. So when you think of angels and you know what an angel is, right? So you're like, oh, Archangel Michael, angels, whatever, God, whatever. So spirit is a soul that has not reincarnated yet. So when we pass, right, when I've talked about past life readings, when you pass, you don't reincarnate right away, right? You don't go to the other, you don't come back like this. Like you go on this soul journey to reincarnate. So a spirit is a soul that has not reincarnated yet. The difference between a spirit guide and a spirit, like the dead, I would say the dead is an easier way of determining what a spirit is because people think a spirit is a dead person, which is, is correct. It is their soul that is not, no longer has not reincarnated. So a spirit guide is you know, when you're born, they're chosen to you. They're an extension of you. They are given to you at birth. A spirit that I can connect to on the street that I see walking around in like naval uniform, that's a Navy officer that hasn't reincarnated yet. That's his spirit stuck in the veil or in limbo, if that makes sense. So basically an angel is from a higher power of like God or deities or like goddesses, because there's different gods and goddesses and deities. That's a whole different conversation. But they're, you know, that's who they are. Like think of Artemis, think of Athena, right? But then like a spirit guide who is your spirit guides and my spirit guide are souls that haven't reincarnated yet. And then the souls that are around here are souls that haven't reincarnated yet. That's kind of how I can explain it. So I try to think of it as simple as I can, but then when I say it's a soul that hasn't reincarnated, they're like, what do you mean? Because then people don't understand that souls don't reincarnate right away. Like when we die, we our soul passes doesn't mean we come back in 20 minutes like we could come back in 3000 years 
So that's kind of like, I think that's the other part that people have a hard time grasping as actually past lives and like reincarnation. So when I have always under the way that I have always understood spirit in the spiritual world in the woo woo world is tarot cards reading to me, tarot carders reading to me, tarot card readers reading to me, spirit wants you to know. And it has kind of, to my understanding, become this uh, all encompassing word for whatever the individual person believes is behind right this behind life yeah. is that is that what am i right i mean it could if it, that's how you view it yes but to me when a tarot card reader says spirit wants you to know that's yeah. me connecting to your spirit guides okay so that's your spirit guide specifically talking in my ear being uh -huh. like jane tell susie this and i'm like all right they want me to tell you this right spirit wants me to tell you this so usually that's what I'm deferring it by. Like I would actually say in a difference in a tarot card reading or a past life reading, I'd say Archangel Michael wants me to tell you this instead of spirit wants me to tell you this. So to me, it's actually a difference because spirit wants you to know would be your spirit team or a spirit that comes through that I'm, I'm kind of unsure who this like, cause I usually say if someone comes through who's past, I'm like someone here who has passed in your life is here. Then I try to describe what they're like. And then you kind of, then the person knows who I'm talking about. So I can differentiate between a dead person coming in the room and they're trying to talk to me compared to a spirit guide having a conversation with me. So to answer your question, when a tarot reader is like, oh, spirit wants me to tell you, you should buy a dress. That's your spiritual team. That's your spirit guides. That's not the dead. Because I, I would know the difference and I know what would have to differentiate it, different, um, do the difference between that. Okay. I'm not sure if I asked you this before. Do we have the same spirit guide team from birth forever? Yes. I mean, you can, so there's so many of them, but there's your core, right? So I have my core and they're all men, which is fine. But however, I want more women. So I can go into another realm and I can say spirit guides, you know, I'm, I'm going to sub you out like on a baseball team. But however, you have your core. And usually in my understanding and my practice, I feel like people's core is either three to four from my understanding and how I've worked with people. However, if I'm connecting to your ancestors, it's like a party in here. It's, it could be thousands, right? Hundreds of spirits, right? Depending on how many past lives you've lived and how many lifetimes you lived. So I can also connect to your ancestors, but it's when I connect, I use verbiages differently for each person because it depends on what I feel guided to open and connect with you during that reading. But I always will connect your spirit guides. They're yours. They are not mine. So they're yours. They're yours to play with, yours to talk to. They're always with you. They're, I mean, I see one behind you right now. They're right behind you. Like they're behind your, your desk, like your chair, like near the picture. Um, so they're over there, but like, I mean, it's just normal for me. <laughs> But like, they're with you. They're not, they're not gone. Like they're always around you. Like, and it's kind of annoying sometimes. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm in the shower. I'm like, can you leave me alone? So yeah. So you're seeing behind me like a physical person that you could describe. Um, no, it's like a white light. So okay. a physical person would be like your abuela or abuelo that would come through or like a friend that has passed. But to me, what angels look like are literally like glowing white orbs that have, kind of have like a shadow in the middle. Um, that's how they present themselves to me. And this is why I like to say to me, because mm -hmm. how something presents to me could be different for you. And that's the beauty of spirituality, because it is not a cookie cutter. 
It is not. There are principles and basics I would believe people need to have an understanding of. However, how someone sees an angel, how someone talks to their guides and does things and works things and plays with tarot cards and do past life readings is completely different the way that I do it. So it's really important to find the person you connect with so you trust them and continue having that relationship like moving forward in life. But everyone does something differently and I think it's so beautiful because we're not robots as spiritual beings. We are true authentic selves with our living our highest purpose. So that is just, you're authentically being you. You're not someone in a factory or someone like in a nine to five job in the desk typing like this. Like, I don't want to do that shit. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. It's different between everybody. However, I see them as different than probably my friend Kiki would or my friend Danielle would. Like, it's completely different. Um, And I think it's beautiful. So can you also explain how you identify as a psychic medium and what the different clairs are and where yours are most powerful? Yes. So a psychic medium is someone, here's the thing. When you think psychic medium, people think like I can tell the future. I want to like scratch that from like the reality of the story. I cannot tell the future. If I did, I would be winning the lottery. Okay. People like I would. I would be, I would be on an island somewhere. So I just want to say that first is like, if I could tell the future, you think that I wouldn't have already won the like $7 million. Like, no. Right. So a psychic is, you know, there's this coin term that, oh, you can see the future. That's not what it is. To me, I connect again. Mediumship is connecting to the dead. So I psychically with my clairs and intuitively can connect to the dead because mediumship is connected to the dead. So a psychic medium is I'm basically telling you, I connect to the dead. And I can connect to your spirit guys and I can connect to your angels. It's basically what it is. Um, so I identify that because I can connect to the dead. So there's multiple clairs, um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, and clairsentience. So claircognizance is a clear feeling of knowing. Clairsentience is the clear of feeling, like I feel your emotions. Clairvoyance is obviously I can clearly see things, right? And then clairaudience is I can clearly hear things. So everybody has clairs. Everybody can utilize them. Everybody has built and fostered a relationship with one or multiple that are more prominent. Um, I like to explain it as like you're at a gym. (laughs) Like you go to the gym, I can hip thrust 300 pounds, but can I, can I deadlift 300 pounds? No. Right. So I like to explain it like as a muscle. So like, yes, I can do this, but no, I can't do this in the gym. So that's how I kind of like um, determine like which one of your clairs is more powerful. Like there's exercises to grow them. There's ways to do that that can train it. So your intuition and your clairs is a muscle. The more you use it, the more it grows. So for me, primarily, I'm very clairvoyant. I'm like, I just said that I could see something behind you, number one. And number two, I'm very clairaudient. Um, I do believe that my clairaudience is a lot stronger than my clairvoyance um, because clairvoyance sometimes scares me. Um, just all of a sudden I'm just like at, when I was in college, I would like drive in the parking lot and I just see spirits sitting and I'd be like, I'm trying to go to school right now. Right. So, but I've always heard things and I kind of worked on having a very good relationship with that and they respect me enough not to talk to me anymore. Um, but my claircognizance is not as strong as, or as my clairsentience. I mean, I know shit, but it's not, it's more coming from hearing and seeing than actually listening to my gut. But yes, everybody has a clair and everybody can utilize them. And I think 
most people actually feel like they kind of just know things. And I think that's probably why most people are claircognizant and they're just not really using the right terminology for it. Like you might go up to your friend and be like, oh, I know you had a really bad day. They're like, what? And they're like, yeah, I just know. And they're like, well, how do you know that? Like we didn't talk. Cause like that's claircognizance, right? Or I come up to you at a restaurant and I go, oh, I really feel like you're really tired right now. Oh, I am really tired right now. How do you know that? I just feel that. So even verbiage. So like kind of determine what you kind of lead with. I know you feel that way. The difference then I know, I feel you feeling this way. I know you're sad compared to I feel that you're sad or I see that you're sad or I hear that you're sad. So even how you talk to people and like what you notice first, think about it, it's your senses, right? It's like, like it's your senses, which one's the strongest. So for me, I see a lot of visions. So I'm like, oh, I saw a vision driving to work or I can hear something in my ear or they told me that. So that's how I speak. Um, and that's kind of how you can determine like, which one's more powerful for you. What are some ways that we can help? Well, how about you tell me once once you shut everything off at 10 and, and mm-hmm. I think you said 19 or 20, you were like back into this thing. How did you start practicing, refining and trusting those skills that you knew you had? So, I mean, I do want to talk about what led me to reopening it, if I could share that with you, because I'm very big advocate on mental health, and I think it's very important to share. I share this always, and the more I share it, the more I know how powerful the message is, so I'm going to do that. Um, So the reason that I reopened everything up is because when I was like, I was 19, I was ready to kill myself. I was done. I was done. Like, I didn't want to be here anymore. I felt like I was crazy. I was in and out of mental hospitals. I was self-harming. I was not well. I was mentally unwell. And I decided to end my life. And I decided to drive to jump off a bridge. That's the dramatic Leo in me to go jump off a bridge, right? However, I can joke about it now. Trauma, but it's fine. So I was driving to jump off this bridge because in Rhode Island, there's many. I get to the top of the road. I can see it clearly now. I can still see it. There's the clerk. There's the clairvoyance, right? So I can still see this happening. I stop at the top of the road. I'm about to take a right. I just see a funeral processional. And all of a sudden I saw God or angels or something. And I went, oh my God, they talked to me that it's not your time. And in that moment, I saw something. I felt something. I heard something that I could not explain. I turned myself around and I drove myself to the hospital. In that one moment of, and I have goosebumps, like, and I'm crying because in that one moment, that altered my life to keep me here and to do the work that I'm doing now. And that led me to discovering, one, what the hell did I just see? What the fuck did I just feel? Like, what was that? So I worked on healing myself. And then it led me to, one, getting into the scripture, going back to church and leading into that. And then I went down this road of spirituality because I went through a spiritual awakening. And then I was like, holy shit, I can do all of this. I'm capable of this. Then I got my sister gave me my first tarot deck. And then I started reading people's cards. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm good at this. And then it just kind of blossomed from there. So I didn't really do any specific training because I just kind of did it myself. And I taught myself everything. And I taught myself how to read. I taught myself how to open up and close my third eye. I taught myself spiritual height. I taught myself everything. So I taught myself everything, which is crazy because a lot of people go to classes for this. 
I just kind of went in it and did it all because I, one, I was doing it when I was little. I think it was kind of just like um, the second muscle thing, like your muscle, like it was grow, it was there, but I just had to grow it again. Um, so how I grew my skills was just meditation. Yeah, like I just meditation, like, I don't know, like healing a lot of doing a lot of shadow work, healing, healing my mental health, just practicing on people. And then I kind of just became where I am. Did you find after that experience that you wanted to share these gifts, starting specifically with people who were having similar experiences as you who were self-harming, who wanted to end their lives? No. Um, and I haven't really attracted a lot of people like that. I actually, and I, I don't have a lot of clientele like that. Um, I do want more like that because I, you know, when, you know what, one thing when you're growing up, right. And you have mental health issues and mm -hmm. someone says to you, I understand. No, I do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I do. Like, yeah. it's not, like, I'm not bullshitting you when I say that I understand, like I have been in and out of mental hospitals. I was in and out of mental hospitals for over a year. I was very, very unwell. And I have been, you know, I've been through a lot with my mental health and I've grown so much in that field that like, yes, I would love to attract more clients like that. Um, to one be like a beacon of hope for them to understand that like it's possible. So last um, Halloween, -y, I like to say Halloween -y instead of Halloween. Last Halloween, -y, I did something um, that I went and read at the facility that saved my life. For oh. free. I read all of those kiddos. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. I read all of those kiddos in the same program that I was in for free. And I did that I did not want any money. I don't want anything from it. I, it was the hardest thing to do because I was like, I haven't been here since I wasn't okay. And then I went and did something then, and being a facilitator. And I was looking at these kids going, I was them and look where I am now. And I shared it with them there. And I was like, and they were like, Oh my God, you used to be in this program. I was like, I was, and now I'm reading your card. So like, yes, like I would love to do stuff with mental health, but I would do it for free. Yeah. I would, I would read at facilities for free because it is so important to me. And it's so such a big part of my life and my journey that I don't even want, <laughs> I'm like, if some mental health facility was like, do you want to come to Florida and do this for me? I'd like, sure. I'd come. I'd come. I don't care. Like, because this, they deserve guidance and spiritual guidance as much as someone who could afford it. Yes. So that's the other thing. When I first started off, I didn't charge a lot of money because I didn't want money for this. I did this because I wanted to. And that's why I still do a lot of giveaways and why I express a lot of gratitude with doing things for free because people need to have access to spirituality and guidance and support, even if they financially can't afford it. So that is why I, I set my set forth with that, that principle in my daily life and my business. So oh, that was, that was so beautiful. And that touched me so much. And I didn't know that about you. And I just want to go back and validate one, the fact that you did that. It's not just, yeah, on the surface, it's like you went in, you did this for free. You gave these readings to these kids that were hopeless and struggling and, and God knows what experiences they had and what was running through their minds every single day. But I want to address you because that was the first time that you had been there since you weren't okay. And that's incredibly overwhelming oh and tough. And to have the courage and strength to fight through how honestly traumatizing 
that experience was to have walked back there into the first the first time since and still be able to read and give hope to these kids. I just I want to give you so much so many props for that because that is incredibly hard and you did it anyway. You put aside your discomfort for the benefit of the kids that you were there for. And I think that's an incredible model of how you. you're using these gifts not not to make money, not to but to serve. Yeah, and that's your you. goal and that's very clear that's very clear through this story. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of the premise of understanding like being a healer is to help heal, right? Like, oh my god, wouldn't I love to read Beyoncé, of course. But at the end of the day, like I also want to heal those that need it. Like I would have loved someone coming in when I was them or and said, oh, I'm giving you a free tarot card reading. I'd be like, this is great. Like, thank you for helping me, right? So, I mean, the premise of healing is to help and to help others ascend. Um, so yes, that was um, one of the things that I did last year. And it was one of the best things I've ever done in my career. And I don't regret it at all. And then I went home and I ate a lot of candy. So it was great. You said after you, you couldn't explain it, you saw God, you heard, I don't know, did you say you heard things? It's not your time and you couldn't explain it. And you said that brought you back to church. So I want to know about your experience with religion and if that's still present in your life today, first of all. Um, so I grew up being raised Lutheran. And then okay. when my parents split, um, my mom was like, we're not going to church because my dad was going to want to go to church. So then yeah. that was around like 10. So that might be another reason why I stopped spirituality was because I stopped connecting. Like now I've said that out loud, that could be a connecting factor. Um, so I was raised in the church. And then when I was like 19, I went back after my experience to kind of just seek, you know, what was this? And I had a, excuse me, I had a Bible, like I have a cross tattoo, like mm -hmm. I believe in God. God exists. Yeah. Um, do I practice Catholicism? Do I practice Christianity? No, I'm a spiritual being. I'm not against it uh, because it's all intertwined. And I think that's another um, falsity that is presented that I would like to debunk right now. Like what I'm doing is God's work in a different aspect. I just said in the beginning, I connect to angels and spirits and God. I'm not connecting to anything negative. I only connect to the divinity. So what I'm doing is, you know, what, you know, what people preach in church. However, it's not like I'm following a scripture. I'm just following, you know, what their God is leading me to do. So yes, what we define God as, as Christianity, he exists, but there are also other gods out there. Like think of Greek mythology, like mm -hmm. think of like, um, other mythologies that I like, Irish mythologies, Celtic mythologies. There's also those gods that I connect to too. So it is like a vast umbrella wow. of like religion um, that is more um, free-minded and not like, here's a book. This is what you're supposed to do because in its essence of spirituality, that's not what it is. Spirituality is a free movement flow of being your highest self and aligning with that, whatever that may look like to you. I have a friend, he only works with deities, which is goddesses from different um, pantheons, which is like Greek, Russian, etc., Celtic. I do that too, but that's not my primarily focus. So, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't go to church like I would, but I, I have church in my home. 
I can, I can connect in my room. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't, and I'm not saying I don't hate any Christianity. I don't hate people who hate, I don't hate anybody who believes in that or wants to practice that that's loving. And that's wonderful. And that's great. And that works for you. Just don't hate on me for what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I'm not hating on you for what you're doing. So like, that's kind of like my thing with the church is like, I accept you guys. I would love that support back because in its essence of spirituality and connecting to God is God loves all his children. <clears throat> so you should love me too. It's like, if you ask the spiritual practitioner how many times they've been called Satan, it is more than you think. So it, it, that's why I'm so very adamant about it and try to be like, you know, this is fucked up because I'm not hating you at all that you want to go get on your knees and pray to God. Like I just lay in the grass and I do it instead. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a Christian and I'm a practicing Christian and a strong Christian. And also I'm a very spiritual person yeah. and I had a spiritual awakening and I do a lot of these things that my friends, um, think is demonic. And, um, it's, it's, it's a hard line to walk with them. And I think, and I, I don't want to, I know this is a touchy subject. I know this is a touchy subject and I don't know as much as I want to. So I might get some pushback for this. <laughs> um, but as I've read through all of these books, all of these, as I've read and discovered, every religion is following, is doing the same thing and calling it different things. Correct. Does that and, that, and that's how I feel is like, we all believe in a higher power. We are all doing the things that works best for us. Leave us alone. I'm not going to go to a church and tell you you're a Satanist mm -hmm. because you don't believe that I read cards. So don't do it to me. And, and that also, is all I ask. <laughs> go ahead. And also, I mean, who am I to judge your personal and intimate experience that you know that you had with God who stopped right. you on that day and turned you around? Am I, am I someone to say that wasn't God because then you, this led you to tarot card reading and this led you to spirituality. So that was, that was a false God. That was a demon. No, that's not my experience to tell, you know, in your body that that was God. And that God exists and that he had a personal interaction with you. And if that's what it, it was, and that led you to, yeah, reading cards and then also reading cards to help and to bring assistance and hope for people that need it, that wouldn't otherwise have it. Why are we persecuting you for that? Right. I no, I agree. Out. No. Yeah. That was great. That was great because you probably blacked out because that was a message from spirit. Like just saying what you need to say, your throat chakra was open. And I totally agree with everything you said. And it's a very touchy subject. And unfortunately, tough conversations of clarity and awareness are very difficult. And people have a hard time seeing that. If I, someone met me, I say I'm spiritual. Because if you believe in this, you understand it's all love and it's all peace and it's all kindness. So just share that. And that's all I ask. And that's, and that's, and I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to go on your page calling you a Satanist. But these are the conversations that I hope for and that I yearn for is the authentic, 
sidebar conversations that cover topics that maybe I didn't think that we needed, but clearly they're coming up because someone needs to hear it. That's listening. hundred percent. I mean, anybody that's listening, you know, thank you for listening and joining and having a conversation that may be difficult for some people and understanding that maybe it's going to wake you up or you may say, Oh, this Jane girl is a crock of shit. All right, cool. Move on playa. Like it's yeah. fine. Um, but I think it's important. So I think it's great that we're having these difficult conversations. One, because you're the type of person to have a conversation with this about number one. And number two, I am too, <laughs> because I also was raised in the church. Can you in the most detailed way possible, Ooh. when you're let you're reading with me, okay, what is that experience like for you? Girl, I black out. Number one, what you just said, you blacked out. Yeah. I black out. So people text me, they go, do you remember this? I go, no, because I don't keep anything that isn't meant for me. Mm -hmm. So I release it. Um, so when I read someone, um, when I open up my third eye and I'm connecting, the room gets foggy. Um, and not like you see a fog like that. It just feels like I'm not here anymore. Like, I feel I, I go, it's foggy in here. It's not foggy. It's kind of more muddled. Um, I think it's because I'm actually in a different dimension. Um, so I feel like I'm not physically here. I feel like I'm floating somewhere else because I tend to float a lot. Um, and then when I'm floating and then I close, I probably take your reading and what we say probably for the another hour, but then it leaves me. So everything that we talked about in your reading, I don't remember. So, which is good. I don't need to know. I mean, if there's, I remember I connected to your grandmother, but that's the only thing I remember. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, and that, that's it because that's all I needed to know to maybe because your grandmother wants to come through again. Right. That's yeah. why keep, that's keeping with me. Um, but I black out, um, <laughs> which is like, so like crazy to say, but it's like, it's true. I just don't remember. Like someone's like, how are your readings? I said, good. Like, I don't know. Like I don't black out when I teach because I'm not opening up my third right. eye. So mm -hmm. when I teach people lessons, I'm present because I'm not connecting to other dimensions. I black out more. So during like an intuitive tarot reading and a past life reading, um, than lessons be or even, and I black out in Reiki. Um, I don't black out in sound bowls, but like, I feel like it's just kind of like I'm somewhere and I just kind of go there and, um, then I close and I come back. So and you really I are becoming a vessel. Correct. So I am a vessel. Like when I usually in this, here's the thing, there is self-doubt that I have in my readings. I'm not going to sit here and think I'm, I mean, it's so funny. Like I'm a Leo and I doubt myself like a hundred percent. I do like, because sometimes I look at people and I go, does this make sense? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You think I know what I'm talking about? Like, I have no idea what I am talking about with you because one, I don't know you like that. I'm not connected to you like that. So I always say, like I say online, like if it doesn't apply, let it fly. If it doesn't yeah. resonate with you, don't take it. Because one, I'm saying a lot of shit and I'm like, what the fuck am I saying right now? And then people are like, oh, I understand. I'm like, okay, because this doesn't make sense for me. So it's truly just downloads, which you mentioned before. It's just intuitive messages coming through um, to relay to another um, human, um, another soul. Then I have a conversation with them and then I kind of just go about my day and I just go, okay. Does your energy stay the same? No, I'm very tired after. So I have learned in the last two years how much I can tolerate yeah. and how much I can't. So um, I cannot tolerate more than two readings a day that are like long readings. Yeah. Like um, 
I could do, I mean, I could do three. I just would not do anything the next day. So I have learned in my practice of what works best for me and what works best for others. So I did an event um, a few weeks ago. I read 11 people. Wow. I was tired. Okay. Like that was a lot for me. That was the most I've ever read in a day. Um, and it was like 15 minutes. That was a long day for me. And I got a healing the next day and the day of, because I knew I needed to. So I prepare myself. Like if I know I have an event, I'm reading at a yoga event in North, um, in Narragansett, Rhode Island on the 21st of June, I blocked out the 22nd, the 23rd, the 24th. I already know I'm going to be outside at this fucking farm reading these people's cards and I'm going to be like drained. So why am I going, I'm going to take the day out of, I'm taking the day out of work. Like I'm taking the time off because I know what I'm capable of and what is okay for me and my practice. So I don't read on Wednesdays. I do stuff like this on Wednesdays because I don't like to read. It gives me a break. And I don't read on the weekends anymore, really. Like, I'll do events on the weekends. Um, I usually just primarily, and I never read on Mondays. So I read Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Um, and then I do email readings, too. So I kind of just do it, like, in between. Um, I do some Sundays, like, once a month. But I also know what my capability is and my decompression rate to take a break. When you said, this is just popping up now, when you said you, most of your stuff was self-taught when it came to refining your clairs and your abilities. Yes. Was this just like a lot of book reading, a lot of listening to other people? What did that look like? Um, I kind of just like, one, teaching myself tarot, I looked online to do it. Um, however, getting a tarot card teacher is very vital. And I'm not just saying that because I do it. Um, it's important to learn how to read and also have an intuitive aspect with it. So I, you can learn the 78 cards mm -hmm. and go, okay, this is what this card means. But like, what does that card mean for Susie? What does that card mean for Jennifer? What does that card mean for Jane? That could mean the basic meaning is not mean what it really means for somebody else. So to intuitively learn in my classes, I teach people to intuitively learn to read. The, you have to add the intuition in there. So to answer your question of how I honed into it, honestly, Susie, I don't really know. I don't really know. I didn't take a class. I kind of just started reading cards, learning how to open up my third eye, kind of just listening to stuff. And then once I started doing this, I met people like-minded like me and all my friends are spiritual. I don't have anybody that's not spiritual in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, they kind of gave, oh, don't you know about herbs? Don't you know about this? Don't you know about sound bowls? Don't you know about Reiki? And I'm like, what? Yes. So like getting like-minded people, it, it it helped me to expand and grow to learn. But no, I did not sit down and go online and look at a YouTube video. I didn't. Now I will just to like practice and have some funsies. Really? But like someone gifted me crystals. I go, what are these? And I started like, it's like, it was like, it was like spirit giving me stuff mm -hmm. and kind of like my sister gave me my first deck so spirit goes here's the deck use it right you know my old friend i'm not friends with her anymore she gave me a shit ton of crystals and i was like what are these she's like crystals and i was like what so like this it's like sometimes like when you start opening up the can like the tuna the juices of the tuna will like come out and it's like kind of like here's the tuna fish like so it's not like i really did anything specifically like i know my healer joanna she kind of helped me learn how to control it in the sense of like, I, I went to her and I was like, I'm just like seeing things and hearing things all the time. She's like, well, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. 
to protect yourself. So she taught me that, but it wasn't like a class. It was like, we're friends. And she was telling me like, if you texted me or messaged me, I was like, Jane, like, I don't know what to do, but I tell you because I'm not going to gatekeep. However, I do teach classes and stuff like that because I also think it's important to have more of a foundational source and a lot of time to ask me a lot of questions, Mm -hmm. but something simple, I think it's good to have people around you to kind of give you advice. So don't really like I never took like a workshop or anything like that. Um, I do think they're very vital for people who are starting out on their journey. I'm considering making one um, to like create like a six week workshop of like how to become how to invoke all the things that I do, but also read cards, because I think it's really important to have the intuitive front because anybody could read these 78 cards. And then I mean, there's a reverse too, but anyone could read these cards. But to be a good tarot reader is to pull, okay, here we go. I'm going to read you really quick. To pull the Knight of Pentacles for Susie and go, okay, the Knight of Pentacles is all about forward movement and action. This is Susie working really hard on maintaining a good relationship with herself and being kind to herself and making sure that she's doing her affirmations and having a grounded footing in her life to provide to other people in her life. But this for me means, Jane, go to the gym. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're telling me go on a walk later today with this card, but for you, it means something different. So that's why when I like to teach people and why I want to do this workshop thing is because I want to teach you how to like understand that, like to know the difference that this is what this card means. But for Susie, it's telling her that she's doing a really good job and working on the relationship with herself. This told me to go on a walk, like completely different stories for two different people, same card. Um, But that's just with practice. And like what I said before, like, your clairs are a muscle. Like the more you use it as a muscle. And like, that's why like I do a lot of intuition exercises online because I mean, we could do one now. Like, yes. Okay. So like I'm holding crystals in my hand. How many are are in my hand? Like that is a simple intuition exercise. So let's just take a moment. We're going to breathe in through our nose. Okay. We're scenting ourselves. We're going to work on just, you can either visualize it, whatever, hear, see, feel. There are crystals in my hand. I want you to guess how many are in my hand. I'm really seeing three small tumbles. I had two. Okay. But that's okay. So here's the thing. Like, what I don't want you to get discouraged ever because you saw three because I have three on my desk. Doesn't mean that I had three in my hand. So you knew I had three with me, but it wasn't in my hand. So you're still using it, but it's not as honed in. So it's okay. And that's the other thing. You think I go online? I, I I feel intuition tests up and down because I'm not centered. I'm kind of like, oh, this is fun. Like, whatever. So, like, it's okay to not get it right because it's practice. Like, right. here's the thing for you for teaching. You know, it's like teaching, right? Like, you when you were a teacher, like, if you had to teach someone how to do something, they didn't get it right the first time. They're going to learn later. Mm-hmm. So it's the same premise with, like, learning, your, like, growing your intuition so let me let me just track your life as i understand it right now okay (laughs) as a child you're pushing angels on the swing which is giving scary movie vibes your poor mom (laughs) well not your poor mom because she knew she knew this was a possibility right Right. okay so you're 10 years old you're getting bombarded you don't really have a name for this it's all still kind of nebulous and you shut it off because you need Mm -hmm. to protect yourself 19, you get ready to end your life. Yeah. You see God, you're told to turn around, and this is the defining moment of you beginning your spiritual 
awakening, spiritual journey, and reconnecting with your gifts and your guides. You get your first tarot deck from your sister. You start learning to read tarot. You you go to the same um, mental hospital uh, clinic. I don't, what's the verbiage? It was a facility. Facility, mental facility um, to read cards for others. And you're starting to see things and you share that with people. How did this evolve into past life readings? So I got my past life done two years ago and I got it from my girl, Joanna. Shout out to Joanna, like my friend, my healer. I was like, I want a past life reading. And she was like, all right, bet. I was like, okay. So I went over to her house and I learned about (laughs) three of my past lives. And that was the day I came home and I admitted to my family that I was bisexual too. I came out that day because I found out in my past lives that I was um, sleeping with a woman and I was married to a man. I was like, that makes sense because I like women now. So like that's why I came out that day too. So that that, my past life reading also invoked me being admitting of like that I'm bisexual, which is fun. I mean, go LGBTQ plus. Yeah. Um, Happy pride month. Happy pride month. Um, So I um, did it for myself. And then I was like, could I do this? So then I went back to see Joanna to at least have peppermint tea, hang out with the kitty cats, you know, what we, what I do for fun. And (laughs) I was like talking to her. I was like, can I read past lives? She was like, duh. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So she was like, I'll tell you how to connect. It's different. When I just do a primarily a past life reading, I connect just to archangels. I don't connect to your spirit guides. So I use them to deliver the messages for me comparatively than just your spirit guides. Yeah, your spirit guides are there. Your ancestors are there. However, I'm just getting primarily downloads from Michael. That's my dude um, compared to your spirit team. So how I open for a past life reading is different than a regular reading. However, sometimes when I read somebody's cards, just like a tarot reading, past life stuff will come up. Um, because it may just need to be talked about, Mm -hmm. but in a past life reading, I connect differently and that's how Joanna does it. So that's how she taught me. She taught me how to use what to say to just connect to past lives. Um, and then I kind of just go on different planets and then I don't know where I am and I have a lot of fun. So I actually really enjoy, (laughs) I really, (laughs) really enjoy past lives because it's one I'm going back in time and it's kind of like a history lesson. And I'm really bad at geography. And I always say that when I do a past life reading, like, I don't know where I am. I'm really bad at geography. So I just like, I'm giving you a general vicinity because one, the earth was different before, like before Pangenia or whatever the hell it was called. So like, I don't know where I am, but it is a different experience than actually a tarot card reading. Why do you connect primarily with archangels? Um, They, that is what I was taught. And that okay. is what I what I just do for a past life reading. I mean, there is something called the um, Akashi Records. I don't really know what the difference is. I don't really jive with the Akashi Records. Again, someone might come for my neck for that. But again, it is just my my premise and my my practice. I just don't do Akashic Records. So, um, and I know nothing about it. I just choose to do past life readings, and that's where I I'm kind of like I live my life and I enjoy. So you're not blacking out during these the way you are with. No, I remember. 
Um, I remember most of them, not all of them. I remember I always go to a water planet. I meet so many people from this water planet. You were on the water planet, I think. And like, I, I, I swim, I have a great time. Like I, it's just like, it's just so I'm like so clairvoyant during that time because I think past lives is I'm using my clairvoyance a lot better because I'm clearly seeing what you look like. I'm clearly seeing this happening. I'm clearly seeing you, whatever, like happening. So, um, I doubt myself during past life readings because it's not tangible the way that I pull a card. So to me, I still struggle with it. I know I'm right. Like I know I'm not wrong, but when I first started doing them, I'd literally be like, is this past life reading right? And I would like have to pull a card to confirm because I wasn't comfortable yet. The way that I read cards, I'm very comfortable. So past life readings. Now I'm, I'm gaining that comfortability. Um, I know what I'm talking about is correct, but sometimes I feel like I'm crazy. Like to just say something to someone like, oh my God, like you were burnt at the stake. They're like, what? Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't like, to me, it's great. Like it's, and I don't like using the word term crazy because that's like a negative connotation with mental health, but Mm -hmm. I do feel not completely right. And I completely feel like I'm off centered and like, is this even a thing? So that, and why I'm talking about my insecurities, because I think it's so important because I don't know everything. I don't feel like I'm this powerful witch goddess all the time. And I think it's important to say that because I'm a Leo and I'm insecure. And I think it's important to be insecure in your business and admit to that because I'm not going to walk around with a huge ego. It is not what I have. And I think it's okay for me. And that's why I offer a lot of free past life giveaways because I'm working on trying to develop my skills a lot better, even though I, I know I'm good at it. It's just like, it's not my comfortability as much as reading cards. Um, you can still get one with me, but it's to, it's just me being vulnerable and being open that I'm still like developing and learning and being more comfortable with this because I officially started offering past life readings a year into my practice in my business. So it's not like I've been doing it for the past five years. I've only been doing it for a year. Um, yeah, I think that the biggest um, and most important quality that a leader can have is humility because people are not going to connect with you as deeply or trust as deeply what you have to say if you are on your high horse or if you have kind of that so much ego connected to it. I think when we feel like we can relate to you and we're all in this learning experience together and we can, the teacher can become the student and the student can become the teacher at any given time, it develops a sense of comfortability and relationship. And I think that admitting that and being open about that can only serve to strengthen your, not only your abilities, but your relationships with the clients that come to you and your business. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, why would someone want a past life reading? What, so what can come out of it? So past life reading is basically one. I think they're fun. Number one, I think people want to know what they were before. Yeah. Maybe someone's like, oh, I really wanted to go to ancient Greece. Like, is that because I lived a life there? Like, because if you feel drawn to certain areas, it could relate to a past life. But the premise of a past life reading is to understand and f- to one, know them and understand them fully to kind of like figure out why you're kind of doing the things you're doing now and to see if it's related to a past life karmic thing. Is it karma? Is it a wound that you need to heal? It is something that you need to address on a soul level in this lifetime to stop repeating it. So I shared this with you in my, your past life reading and I'll sh- I share it with everybody in my past life reading because I, one, I like to be, I guess I like to share humility. Like you said, is 
every lifetime I lived, I have been the other woman. Like I've been oh, right. busy, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like even in this one, right? Like and I have no shame in saying that because my soul is learning. And I think that's so important to like, one, there may be things that you're doing. You're like, why can't I do this? Why can't I figure this out? It's like, maybe because it's a wound from a past life, maybe you need to figure out and heal that past life and get some energy clearing or get a past life reading and understand that, that that's a wound you need to heal and go to a shaman or go to a Reiki person and heal that past life so that you stop that cycle. So you repeat, you evolve, you repeat until you evolve, right? Or you evolve or you repeat. I forgot the phrase. So I hopefully will learn my lesson and not be you know, the other woman another lifetime. Will I? Unsure yet. We'll see. Time will tell. But you know, like I've cheated on people in past lives. I've never cheated on anyone in this lifetime because I've learned. So like, that's the other thing. Like I tell people in like, <laughs> I said to someone once, I was like, blah, 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 blah about this. And they were like, oh my God. Like I would never do that now. I'm like, yeah, because you learned. Like don't judge your past lives yeah. because you went through them to learn, to be where you are now. Like I think it's just, it's a learn, it's a growth learning lesson. I think it's kind of fun. So like, like you, I'm like, you need the water. You're like, yeah, I do because of yeah. like your lives. Right. So it's, and it's a deeping understanding on why you're living this lifetime now and kind of seeing how you can break some cycles to learn and evolve. And it's also kind of fun because not everybody reincarnates on earth. There's other planets. So those are my favorite. Cause I like to be in other planets. So I just think it's a great learning tool and vessel. And like, I had a past life reading and I told the girl, I was like, honestly, like, I'm going to continue reading you just for funsies, but I, I highly recommend you to get energy healing because sometimes there's past life wounds that like, I'm not an energy healer in the way that shaman is, the people that are shamans. I'm... You may start again. What would you say to people who are skeptical of these sessions and your abilities? I would say that maybe you're skeptical because you have fear of what you, what I may say, or what you may, what may come up, or maybe people, you have a witch wound, or maybe you have a spiritual wound, or maybe there's something to me, it could be fear-based. It could be anxiety ridden. It's something that's deeper than being skeptical. We're gonna do therapy really quick. When you have an emotion, I'm sad. No, you're not. Sad is your secondary emotion. What is your primary mm -hmm. emotion? Why are you fearful? Fearful? Are you feeling inadequate that you don't know a lot about that? You're feeling, why are you feeling sad? Oh, I feel embarrassed. So what is, what is really the skeptic of it? What is the deeper root issue why you're skeptical of this and you don't want anything to do with it? So that is something, an emotion that someone needs to address. And here's the thing, like, People who are supposed to come to me will. Yeah. People who are supposed to come to me and then never come to me again. Okay. Nice to meet you. See you again. Maybe not. Um, so I don't hold any weight on, you know, people who don't want to come to me. I mean, I think, I think people who are skeptical may have a deep rooted issue that needs to be rooted out. Um, I think for a long time, it, it is pretty scary to think you're going to sit down in front of someone and all of a sudden I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, okay, so I know that your partner cheating on you. And they're going to go, how do you know that? I'm like, cause I know. And then they're kind of like, what? Right. So it is kind of scary. So, you know, sometimes I don't want to get readings done because I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And that's kind of like, if in my own, own standing, even being spiritual, sometimes I'm like, huh, F this. I don't want a reading. I don't want to know because I don't want to know the truth. Yeah. Or I'm afraid of the truth. So 
I mean, it could be different um, depending on the person. Um, I'll never push anything on someone. If you don't feel comfortable, that's okay. Like you don't need to do it. Like it's no pressure. Do it if you want to do it if you don't, you know? Are there any, like, what what kinds of challenges or ethical considerations might come up during a Reiki, or Reiki, during a past life reading session? Um, good question. I don't tell anybody that of things that spirit and angels don't want them to know. So I will never re-traumatize you. So I will never, I know I've been murdered before. So, like, for me, like, I know that and I'm okay with that. I may read someone's past life and I see something. And I know I cannot tell them this. I read this, um, my, I read my client's daughter. She was like 13, I think. I read her past lives. Um, again, if you're, if you're under age 18 and your parents consent, I'll read you. Um, but usually it's anybody over 18. Um, but her parents consented. I read her past lives. I got to a past life. Spirit was like, don't tell her this. Because she's young. It will traumatize her. So I didn't. And she was like, why aren't you telling me about this? Why are you skipping this? I said, because I said, hit me up when you're 23. I don't know why I said 23. I was like, hit me up in 10 years. Like, and then I'll tell you. Because there's things you don't need to know to re-traumatize you. Again, spirit never wants to scare you. Spirit never wants to hurt you. So, I mean, ethically, I just lead with what they tell me to do. If someone, sometimes during readings, just in a past life reading, I may say, do you want to know? I put it back on them. Do yeah. you want me to tell you? And someone says, yes. I go, then I will. Mm-hmm. Like you say no, then I won't. Um, but ethically speaking overall, I don't address health concerns because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, which of your uh, healing modalities or or spiritual modalities is, is your favorite? Because you also do meditation. You also do sound bowl healing. Um, I think my favorite is honestly teaching. <laughs> I okay. love to teach. I want to teach more. Um, I love it. I really do. Teaching is kind of where I'm like heading into. Um, but then I think second would probably be, um, honestly, I really love hitting that sound bowl. I think it's very calming and very relaxing. I love sound bowls. My um, human design, I um, is noise or sound for me for like um for things so like it helps me kind of decompress so I like it one just for myself when I'm doing it's very healing for me too so it's not you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so when I'm reading it's not healing for me like I'm tired but when I'm doing some sound bowls I'm like oh this is nice man so um I would say teaching and then sound bowls and then I would probably go with like just reading cards and then past life readings and then meditations I so I mean, I love my sound bowls. I don't have them upstairs with me. They're downstairs, but I just, they're, they're great. They're not the big crystal ones. They're the little Tibetan ones, okay. which, I, which I love because they're so, one, if you break a crystal sound bowl, you're out like a lot of money. <sighs> I know. <laughs> and um, they're huge. So, yeah. and I think they're beautiful. I love crystal sound bowls. I decided to do an investment on something that is tinier, that is more accessible, that I can kind of just like lug around easier than um a huge bowl that is like I need to take five trips into my office so I since you have all of these gifts Mm -hmm. how much of this stuff do you do for yourself that's a really great question so um I get reiki or healings every week usually um do I read myself every day no Um, Do I get a reading every week? No. 
because I kind of know what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I tell people to never read your love life just from personal experience. And also you're not objective. So go to somebody that is not, who is objective. So they can be like, this guy sucks or this girl sucks. Right. Um, do I meditate every day? No. I listen to sound bowls on YouTube every day. Yes. Do I play my sound bowls every day? No. Um, because I'm lazy and I'd rather, honestly, like I'm lazy. Like I would rather just lay there in my bed listening to sound bowls. And I guess that's meditative in its sense, but I'm not like closing my eyes. I'm just like listening and like relaxing. Um, I live in a state that does not have sunshine all the time. So when it is nice out like today, I will go outside and ground myself. Um, I will do that. However, um, it's also hard depending on that. But it's not as I don't have like a morning spiritual routine. I don't have a nighttime spiritual routine. Like I don't. And maybe this question comes up because it's something I need to consider. How I like to decompress is binge watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And And that's just my choice. And I think it's because I enjoy it so much. And like, I will sit and meditate. Like if I feel called to it, I don't. I also don't like to put pressure on myself to do something and I don't journal. I tell like, I don't journal. I don't like it. Like I don't, it's not for me. So like I have therapy weekly. That's kind of like my meditative state of like healing and stuff like that. But daily spiritual practices. No. Um, yes, maybe I should do more of it, but whatever is working is working for me. And that's all that matters. I really appreciate your honesty because it seems like, and I have been a victim of this as well. When you are in this spiritual world and part of your life, you almost feel pressured by society to have to do all these things, to have to be meditating every day, to have to be journaling on shadow work, to have to be using and lugging your crystals around all the time. And I really appreciate that you as like the epitome of spirituality, um, don't always do those things and don't have those types of spiritual practices, but that doesn't mean that you can't still have a spiritual practice or, or can't still have, um, reap the benefits of this type of spiritual relationship that you have with your higher self. Yeah, I think my higher self is to be someone to help heal and ascend and help people be more spiritual. And um, if my spirit guides tell me, Jane, you should go do this today, I will. I'll listen. I'm not going to like sit there and say I won't. I mean, I eat a very clean diet. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm gluten free, dairy free. Um, You know, I eat very like that's something that's I'm very holistic and doing a lot of herbal remedies and stuff like that, taking a lot of supplementation. Um, I, you know, I, I like stuff like that. Um, however, I will eat, um, I will eat, um, ice cream and I will like, yeah, it's not that great for you, but I will eat some vegan ice cream with some hot fudge. Like it's fine. And I think that's the whole thing is like, it's okay to be both. It's okay to say, I just said, I love the real housewives in New Jersey. Like I love Bravo, but like, oh yeah. But like, will I sit down and decide to journal and light candles and have some crystals and take a crystal bath? And um, listen to sound bowls in a bath. Yeah. And then I'll probably go into my bedroom and watch Teresa yell at Melissa. Like, and I'll be like, this is great. Or I'll watch James Kennedy yell at Sandoval. Like, it's okay. And I think like, you're right. Like, it's good to like show that like, we're complex beings and it's okay to be that way. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a bedtime routine. I know as a Libra moon, I should, I don't. Oh my God, me too. And same with Danielle. 
I know we're all Libra moons. Like, they're haunting me in my life. Like, and like, we, like to, we like to be hugged from behind. She told me that too. And like, she oh. like did that. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. So like Libra moons, like have to have a bedtime routine. And like, I have not cultivated one yet. Um, Maybe because my, because I'm so busy and like, it's not an excuse, but like saying this is like something that someone can validate. It's like, I tell clients to take care of their self-care all the time. I'm sitting here and I tell them, I'm going to let you know, I don't do it too. Like, I can't sit here and say I'm perfect. Like, yeah. because like, I'm so busy all the time that like, when I want to go to bed, like, I just want to watch shit TV and be on TikTok. Like, and that's just being honest. Like, yeah. I wonder what things would change for you if you did cultivate a nighttime routine. Honestly, I'll get back to you in like a few months. Like, I'm not going to do that today. Like, that's not how, like me. I'm like, no, it's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> I also just know my life is so crazy. And like, I, you know, I have to take my supplements at night. I take my medicine at night. I put my phone down a half an hour before I go to bed. So I guess that's like a nighttime routine. But is there any like woo-woo shit? There's no woo-woo shit going on. Like, there's more just, like, take some pills and go to bed and, like, put my phone down and watch some TV. Like, it's not anything crazy. But, yeah, I would I would, I would be curious, too, Susie. I would. Um, don't really know when that's happening. I know. It doesn't sound like you really want to start on that journey yet, no, which I, I totally respect. I know. And I think that's the other thing is, like, I'm also, me as a person, I'm like, no, that doesn't work for me right now. And I think that's also a thing, like, if you're getting a reading done and, like, I tell you, like, you should go to the gym. And they're going to be like, no, that doesn't work for me now. I'd be like, okay. Like, I go to the gym five days a week. That doesn't mean it works for everybody. Right. So, like, you know, just do what is right for you. The only reason I brought up the that so aggressively is I have gotten my nighttime routine down to a science and I am incredibly passionate about it. I'm happy for you. Um, maybe you need to give me some Virgo pointers because at this time I just want to lay in bed and watch Teresa yell at Melissa. So are you a bath girly? Um, I am a bath girly, but like not a hundred percent. So like, no, <laughs> I go, <laughs> no, I would say I would go with the no. Yeah, no. I'll take a bath like once a week. Like, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to say like one thing that I love to do weekly, I go to the infrared sauna. Great. Okay? I go weekly. It is That's my jam. For you. I sit and I listen to healing music. I meditate in there. I go once a week. That is something that I've been doing for the past year. And it's been great. I go to the sauna at the gym. Like nice. I do like I do some stuff like that. But like at the same time, I still am. I'm really busy. Like and it's like such a like I, I know how busy people are. And it's like when I like tell people like I get it, like I get it. Like I'm busy too. So it's hard to cultivate stuff like that. Plus, sometimes I'm so tired I just pass out at eight o'clock at night. I you know? know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was I was not even thinking about the fact that your your work is energetically draining. So it can be very hard to set aside that time to put energy into a nighttime routine as well. Well, I mean, this was a big thing that happened to me this weekend. Like we're just talking here. Um this past weekend was Memorial Day and I had three people reach out to me for readings. I said, no, this was the first weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I just took care of myself and it was the most riveting thing ever. And like now this week I'm busy every day, <laughs> but like I took that time for me. So it's like, and when I got that taste, I remember laying on the beach 
going, oh my God, this is so nice. I was like, and that is why I'm taking a lot of time off the summer because I realized how important it is to take care of me. And in, you know, like, this is when I'm available. This is when I'm not. And I think that's just a message for a lot of people to understand. Like it's all, even though I'm like, I don't set time for myself. It's like, I am by blocking off time in my calendar. I'm not reading any day. I'm not reading Friday, Saturday, fr any Friday in July. Nope. Jane's at the, Jane's at her beach house. So like, Ugh. yeah, Jane's not going to be available. So like, that is also creating like self-care in my life, but it's hard. You're right. Like this is energetically freaking draining. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for setting boundaries around that. I know you're you. love, you love your boundaries. Oh, I do. I'm no, I'm no, like, I'm like, no, no problem with setting boundaries. No, I don't. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. That's such a superpower. I hope you realize that. I want to talk about manifesting as our last topic. Okay. Because I've been on this manifestation kick for months and pretty okay. much every podcast guest that I've had on, I've asked about how they manifest because I know that I manifested the job that I have now. Um, it was, it was just very clear. It, I, I said, because I knew that I was going to be leaving teaching, but I had no idea what I was going to do after. And I was pregnant. So it's not like I could be actively going out and applying for jobs. And I didn't really know. I I, I had no leads. I didn't know, no but leads. I did my new moon rituals and I manifested and I wrote and I said out loud, I know that the job that is meant for me, that is meant for my family, that is going to align perfectly the, with the lifestyle that I want to have is going to happen. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I radically trust that it's going to come. And sure enough, come like October, November, I ran into a woman at a coffee shop. She was talking about my baby. We were talking about like, his name's Hawthorne. So I'm talking about how I was an English teacher. She said, oh, are you thinking about going back? And I said, no, nope, I'm going to quit in one week. And she said, I know this is weird. And she wrote her name and her number down on a napkin. And I, a couple of incredible things happened. Like that in itself, I felt like was the manifestation being realized. But then she went ahead and said, while you're deciding if you want to work for me, here's the contact information of all of my employees, past and present, so you can ask about their experience with me. I pretty much exclusively hire moms, so the way that our work schedule is structured is set around flexibility and family first, and the way that our pay is structured is to maximize your income while also maximizing your time with your child. That's and so I was great. like this is it. This is it. But I haven't been able to manifest since until you, Jane. Oh my God. Uh, did you just like get a Leo, like really excited? what did I do? Tell me. You told me the secret. You told me <laughs> the secret. You said, don't be attached. Oh yeah. I go, so, what did I do? <laughs> all, isn't it amazing? Like the little things we don't even think about or like bat an eye at end up having a life-changing effect on mm -hmm. someone else. You said, don't be attached. And I said, after that, I texted you because I'm in your third eye chakra. I didn't, I didn't have the money then, but I said, I trust that the money is going to come to me 
and I'm going to be in a spot in that class. And then I took it a step further and I said, I'm going to make $10,000 in two, the next two and a half months, not from work, but from side gigs. Mm-hmm. Money is just going to come to me. And mm-hmm. I don't think about it that much, but I know it's going to happen. And it ha- and and when I start feeling fear around money and like a scarcity mindset, I stop yeah. myself and I it's know that hard. it's coming. And it, and it comes. It comes. Yeah. Yeah. This morning, need to buy gifts for a, a bridal shower or a engagement party for this weekend. My mom texts me and says, your, your, one of my relatives wants to Venmo you $200. And I, I visit family. I get, I get money in the bank. I, I get an email that someone wants to do a survey with me and they compensate me. And it's just coming out of all these places that I never, I have no idea. And it's flowing to me. And this manifestation is being realized. And it's because of you. And I wanted to talk to you about it. Oh, thank you. So yeah, manifestation has different parts. So it's the law of manifestation, the law of attachment, and the law of assumption. Assumption, excuse me. Um, So when you're manifesting, you're telling your future self something you already have. Like, yes, it sounds delusional, but you're not. You're literally being like, I said to you before we record, I was said, I know I will have a Mercedes next year. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I will have one. Like, all of a sudden, I'm going to text you and there's going to be a, a, me and my Mercedes, like, and with my cat in the passenger seat. So, like, I'm, oh, action too. Sorry. Thank you for reminding me, Spirit. So, I will, I'm saying I will have this Mercedes next year, but I messed up. What did I do wrong? I said I'll have a Mercedes, but um, maybe I'll get one that has a broken wheel maybe I'll have one that dies in two months. Like you have to be intentional. I will have a black S class. Give me 2020 model in 2024. Okay. However, what am I doing to attract it? I sit here and go, okay, where's this, where's this Mercedes? What am I doing? Where's my action? Right. Am I actively saving money for it? I'm not right now. Because I'm creating my own tarot deck. So no, I'm not. So once that's done, I'm actively going to be pursuing to f- a foundation for the car, right? Then I got to detach. I let it go. I didn't say what month. I said in 2024, I might get one December 31st. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I might just be like, do, do, do. Like, I am detaching. I'm not thinking about it. I'm talking about it now as an example. Another example I like to use is weight loss. Um, I know people, you know, weight loss is a very like difficult subject for people, but like if someone's like overweight and they want to lose weight, right. For me, I have a lot of health concerns, so I have to actively work on my health, right. I have a lot of autoimmune issues. So for me, like I lost 40 pounds in the last two years. Um, Does that feel so good on your, just to move your body now more freely? Um, yes, but like I have body dysmorphia. So like at the same time, like I don't really see it. However, I use my weight loss as an example. And like, I'm still in this weight loss journey. I'm still working on being healthy, hormonal, all these issues that I have. Anyway, example of manifesting this is like me this year. I'm not manifesting to lose weight right now. Yes, it's in my back of my mind. I will have balanced hormones by the end of the year. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I taking my medicine every night? Yes. Am I eating healthy? Yes. Am I obsessing over it? Sometimes I am because I stress out about it. But then I bring myself back to understand that the other part of detaching it is understanding that you're doing the aligned action to get there. 
and knowing that you're doing everything right. But when you want something, as an example, I wish I had something different, but you want something so bad, you're going to break it. Like, you want to hold on to a, a cat, you love it so much, you're going to suffocate it. So, like, let it go. Understanding that the love and the abundance will come in once you loosen your grip. So it's very important. There's a new thing I just recently learned, and it has worked. So I will share it to the audience and for yourself. So I have money issues, too. I think a lot of people do, especially the way um, expensive. Everything is expensive right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my hair done last week. Woo! Yeah, love it. Love it. Here we are, everyone. Short girl. But I... um. I was like, I will, told my spirit guys, I was like, you're giving me the money I spent on my hair and more back by today in a week. I did. I got it back. But I also say, show me how I can get $500 by the end of this, by Sunday in tarot readings. Show me how to do that. Then they show me. They tell me what to do. Show me how. This is what I did like a few weeks ago. I said, show me how I can afford the Mercedes I want. Mm-hmm. No word of a lie. I got an email from the Chamber of Commerce in Rhode Island. says, can you do this event on the June 21st? I said, yes. Because they're showing me how that me doing this event is going to lead me to, I already know this, tarot card parties, more clients, more money, more fruitfulness. That got presented to me. I canceled the event that I was doing with someone. I said, I'm going to go do this event because that event that I was doing with someone else was not being sold because that was in the way of me doing an event to show me how to get the Mercedes, to show me financial freedom. That's what you say to spirit. You go, show me financial freedom. Show me how to do that. Show me the $400 by this date. Show me how to whatever. They All of a sudden you might be sitting there and go, I should sell this on Facebook Marketplace. You made the $400, right? Um, another way to like ask for like, things to be clear in your life. Show me how to release any blocks in my life preventing my manifestations. Release the blocks from my manifestations. All of a sudden you may lose friends. You may not talk to people Mm. anymore. Things may shift for you. You're like, what? It's because they're releasing. So the show me part is also a way for them to show you what you're looking for. It's like, doesn't even have to be like money related. It could be show me this person's true intentions. They might text you and say, you're being a bitch today. And you're going to go, what? And then you go, oh, wait, I said to show me their true intentions. So like you can do the, the show me things been working for me. So I'm like telling people to do this shit. I'm like, I literally said, show me how to make my money back for my hair. I made $300 more back from that today from tarot card bookings. I just got three more today. Like, so it's like when you say, show it to me yeah, and you're aligned and you're detached and you're working on that action and you, they know it's for your, and that's the other part of manifestation. They know it's for your highest good. They will give it to you. You may say like example, when my soulmate and I didn't work out, which was needed to happen. Like we're not, he blocked me on everything drama in my life. However, I was manifesting him to come back. It never happened because it's not for my highest good. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing is like something's being blocked. Manifestation's not coming in or you're like, oh, well, I really want this. Think about it. Spirit's going to give you something better. Mm-hmm. Spirit's going to give you something better. Like 
And then you're going to be like, wow, I understand why that didn't work out with that way or this ended or this didn't happen. Um, but yes, detachment is very important to show me things really great. I think it's just, again, you can manifest out loud. You can manifest writing. You can manifest visualizing. Again, like I say, your spiritual practice is for you. I am not here to tell you what to do. You do what's best for you. I like to, sh I talk a lot. I mean, as we can tell, I'm a very vocal person. My throat chakra is always open. It hurts sometimes. So I like to say it out loud. I don't write shit down. Like it doesn't, me writing doesn't do anything fruitful for me. It is more of literally yelling, but you have to have good intention. Like I'm not mm, saying, I'm not yes. saying $400 by stealing a, a gas station. I'm right. saying in the practice that I want. Like, yes. So it's intent to like, what I said about the car, I can just say I want a car, but you have to be intentional. Like what car, what make, what model year? Like, do you want money? How much by when you want to lose weight? How much by when like, or like you want this partner, what are they like? What are the qualities that you like? There's a lot to it, but it has to be intent and it has to be specific. Like, I mean, I'm going to tell a story about manifestation. Everyone's going to think this is crazy, but this is how it works. A few weeks ago, about four weeks ago, I was going over to um, Danielle and our friend's house to do a spell. And I had to bring the honey. I had to bring the honey for the spell. I said, I'm not buying honey today. I said, someone's going to bring it to me for free. I said, I'm not buying the honey. It's not coming to me. I'm not paying for this honey. I'm going to get honey for free. I said, it's going to happen today. I go to my friend Christina's house. This guy comes over that she was, she was dating. He goes, Christina, I bought you honey. She goes, give it to Jane. She needs it. I go, thank you. And I left. Like, I literally got it for free. I didn't want to pay for it. And I got it for free. So it's like, I was so intentional that I was going to get honey today from someone and was going to give it to me for free. This random dude I've never met before brought her honey. Christina goes, well, she's looking for it. Here, take the entire jar. I literally took the entire jar and I left. That takes so much delusional confidence. You needed it that day. And I love and it. I love it. That's huge. I feel like that's such a huge component of it. Just like radical faith that it's going to happen. And I think sometimes I get frustrated when I'm radically um, oh, oh, like, oh, this is going to happen. And then it doesn't. Then I'm like, ah, but then I realize something better is out there for yes. me. So like, then I get kind of get over it. And like, I got the bookings that I want. I made the money I asked for. Like, that's another thing when you're like, asking messages from spirit be like is this the right thing for me show me a sign like it doesn't need to be an angel number it could literally be something crazy yeah. like like you can be like show me a green necklace on a woman mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like oh my god of course sure this woman's wearing a green necklace like you also can also say that and be like that can help you build a better relationship with spirit too but the show me thing is also helping with manifestations because Spirit's like telling you what's aligned with you and they're showing it to you. But if it doesn't happen in your manifestation, understand it's not right for you. Um, and understand it's just not supposed to happen at this time. And it's okay. But be delusional. Be delusional. <laughs> I think for me, the delusion and the detachment have been the hugest. And I also I mean, like that you brought up the signs because I feel like people get put, put themselves so much in a box that they need to see... Um, uh, uh, either like an animal I hear a lot or mm -hmm. numbers, angel yeah. numbers, but yeah. you can make, you can make it up. You're, you're in charge. Make it up. You could, someone might say, I want to see a girl with purple hair. And then I walk in the room. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, like, <laughs> like be, be asked for it. And here's yeah. the thing. 
This is why I tell people in readings, like, you can come to me. I don't care. Support my business. I appreciate that's how I stay in business. Thank you so much for everyone who's read with me who wants to be my client. I love you. I respect you. Thank you. However, you are powerful. You are a vessel. You have the power to connect the way that I do. And that's why I want to teach people. And that's why I want to do a course because you have the capabilities to walk and be as delusional as Jane Elizabeth and say, you know what? Spirit just told me this. And they go, what? And like, it's for real. Like, it's real shit. Like, it's real shit. It's every day. It's like, it's life. This is life, man. This is my life. Like, and it's great. And I love it. But I want to add something. I know we're like, but like, you know, my family, like I said, like my mom supports me. They support me. Do they understand it? No. And I think that's the other thing. I think a lot of people have a hard time with wanting to feel, they feel connected to spirituality. They want to get into it. They want to buy crystals and they feel this judgment of their family. And I want to let you know that your family will love and support you no matter what. Will they understand it? No, but they're there to support you. And if they don't support you and they want to like kick you out or whatever, and they want to disown you, you'll make a new family and you'll find someone that will support you in your spiritual journey. Um, Because even though my family doesn't practice, they know what I do. They support me and it's fine. And I think it's like also you're there's always going to be that one generational curse breaker and that purple unicorn. I don't like to say black sheep, purple unicorn. That's going to come <laughs> into your family to fucking mess shit up. Yeah. That's going to help like evolve. So be the purple unicorn and like be authentically you. And that's another thing like I want to tell clients and people is like being authentically you is so powerful. Do it. I have no shame in who I am. Like, I don't, I don't do this full time. Like I work at a college part-time doing like clerical stuff. Everyone there knows what I do. They all know I see the dead. They all know I connect to spirit. They go, they all know, like, cause I have no shame. And it's important to live your truth and to be authentically who you are and represent that. Um, because people think it's cool. It's cool. People think it's cool when you're you. And it's also cool when you are you. So be you. Coming from a Leo. (laughs) What a really wonderful little clip that I can make that whole thing into. Be the purple unicorn. Name of the episode. Be the purple unicorn. Um, Before we end, I have five fun questions for you. Okay. Give them to me. Okay. What was your first childhood actor crush? Aladdin. The cartoon? (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I was expecting. Okay. Love it. Um, mine was mine was Casper, but it was a human. The Casper that when he turned into a human. Okay. What is your favorite thing to buy at Trader Joe's? Oh, so I love their gluten-free pizza crust. It's not cauliflower, so it doesn't hurt my stomach. So yeah. Like cauliflower? cauliflower yeah, cauliflower hurts my stomach. So the gluten-free sure. Yeah, the gluten-free pizza crust at Trader Joe's is delicious, and I love it because I'm a gluten-free girly. Then I would like to segue, and then I would like to say that I really, 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 really love their sweet and spicy jalapenos. Produce jalapenos. Yeah, like they're in a little jar. And like near the like the um like barbecue sauce, like they have really good jalapenos. Oh. They're sweet and spicy. They're really good. How do you use them? Do you just eat them straight or put them on stuff? Um, I am a um, I love to make shrimp tacos, and I also oh. put my jalapenos in my eggs. Ooh, so it's basically gluten free pizza crust and jalapenos. Yeah, nice. 
Thanks. Um, oh, earlier you were talking about you, you will connect with deities. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite Greek god or goddess that you work with? Um, I don't want work any Greek goddesses. I actually, my, my goddess is the Morrigan. She's Celtic. Um, okay. she's the goddess of, um, shape-shifting and supernatural stuff. She's really cool. Um, she's mine. That's who I am. But I do really fuck with um, Athena. Mm -hmm. I think she's Greek. Um, yeah. And then I also, I just like women Greek goddesses more than men. Um, because I just, one, I am very curvy. And um, I have a hard time with that. But a lot of Greek mythology, all the women and the goddesses were curvy. So I really appreciate that. So I like them. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite type of soup? Oh my god. Soup. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so this is like gonna be really like upsetting because my all-time favorite soup is a New England clam chowder. Oh. However, I can't eat it anymore because I'm dairy free. Um, so I could get a clear. So there's different types of clam chowder people. We're gonna talk about this too. Okay. There's red Manhattan. Yes. Then there's New England, which is the cream sauce. And then there's Rhode Island, which is clear. So I technically could have the clear clam chowder, but I love the New England because it was creamy and it was great. So something that I can no longer have would be New England clam chowder. And But what I could have, I love a chicken noodle soup. I usually just do some awesome. gluten-free noodles and I, I just love chicken noodle soup. I think it's great. <laughs> this one's fine. Um. Do you enjoy watching pimple popping videos? No, don't get that near me. So I know people like love it. So like, I hate it. Like, I don't like it. It grosses me out. So no. Okay. I feel like everyone's either like aggressively in one camp and aggressively in the other. I have not like, I have these like, weird things in my head. They're like cysts. And like my friend was like, I want to pop it. I was like, get the fuck away from me. Like, don't touch me. Like, no. Oh, your poor friend must be like, ugh, must be eating her alive that she can't. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Are there any like final messages or things that you want to say? Um, I want to say this was so fun. Um, and I think this was great. And you're an amazing person. I mean, one day I may just like show up. I would love that. I think that would be so dope. And we would I'd be so like, many hi. Things. And you'd be like, what? I'd be like, hi, no. I'm here. <laughs> no, you'd be like, hi, I'm here. And I'd be like, I got a guest bedroom ready. Oh, I'm ready. Also, oh, and then the Virgo in me, I'll be like, just give me 15 minutes. I'm making an itinerary. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> and then you'll like get all my gluten-free stuff. Like you'll like have everything prepared for me. Yes. But I have a question for you. Can I ask okay. you a question? I'm yeah. not in charge. But I'm, gonna I'm make nervous. Don't be in charge. Don't be nervous. I'm not in charge, but I'm a Leo. Um, out of your experience with your spiritual journey, yeah, what has been the most monumental moment for you so far? Um, so there was at the beginning of my spiritual journey, I was just really, I would, I don't know how to describe it. I was incredibly grounded and connected and in tune with myself and mm. the un the universe for like lack of a better word and there were a couple like huge monumental moments um through like meditation and and meditation with mantras and such but i think the moment that i knew the universe and god 
were listening in there and present was this is going to sound so like cliche but my now husband made the very dumb decision to break up with me while we were still dating it was so bad i thought that we were about to we were about to we were one day away from going to visit his family in chicago and i was sure that he was going to propose to me (laughs) he broke up with me instead and it was devastating and i went to the keys with my parents it was kind of like a weekend getaway trip and i was i was really grateful for that and i was doing a lot of journaling and i was really in tune at that time like you would often find me laying on my driveway staring up at the moon just like crying about the beauty of the universe and as we were driving out to the ocean on the boat i said god i'm at such a loss right now i'm I'm giving up all control. I need, I need you to tell me, I need you to show me that this is going to be okay, that you're here, that you're listening. And I didn't have anything specific. And my dad and I went snorkeling that day. And all of a sudden I see from the corner of my eye, this large animal. And I thought it was a shark. And I I stopped and I panicked. And it was these two ginormous, beautiful spotted stingrays, wingspans of like six feet. And they just circled around us. And I had never seen an animal like that. I had never seen one in person um, underwater. And I found out like a few months later that they're incredibly rare and they're usually only found in the Pacific in Hawaii. And in that moment, as they were circling us, it was just such a moment of magic and connection. And I just deep in my body knew that that was, that was the sign I was being listened to. Mm-hmm. Things were going to be okay. And I, it, it brought me to tears. And I think that was like the height, the most pivotal moment that I knew we're connected. God is listening. I'm going to be okay. And, and just like the power of letting go of control. And I think that the more that you are aware of, I don't know how to put this. There's magic happening all around us and there's support all around us that is showing it, showing itself to us in so many different ways. And I think when you're, in tune spiritually and you're looking for that you'll see it more and more and it'll just continue to give you confidence and confirmation that this spiritual path is is working for you and leading you to your own growth and your highest potential the end yeah that was beautiful because you weren't specific and here's the thing this is like another beautiful message that you just said i'm so happy i asked you this question like because you said, show me, I'm going to be okay. Like God, show me. And they showed you something so rare. Yeah. And they also showed you two. And also to me, the first thought in my head was like, you're going to be back with your partner. Like it's going to work out for you. Like it's going to be okay. And like, I had goosebumps listening to it. And it's like also very telling, like you saw it. And what you said, you said, I just knew that that was the sign. And that was it. You didn't question it. You go, that's my sign. I'm running with it. And like, I would love to know what a stingray means, like spiritual meaning too. To yeah, like, I never looked that up. 
because that could have like been a telltale sign of like what was to come. I think that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it was it was a very cool experience. I'm glad you asked because I've never really reflected on it that much. Well, um, Jane, can you tell us where we can find you and what services? I know that you've already talked about it. What services you offer? Pimp yourself out. Yes. So I'm Jane again. Um, I am um, at Jane's Tarot on my Instagram. I have a TikTok. I barely use it. Um, my website is www.janestarot.net. That is how you book through me. There's a lot of scammers on Instagram. Beware and be safe. So book exclusively through my website. Um, I offer virtual readings or emailed readings. Uh, virtual readings, you would pick a date and a time to meet with me virtually. Um, an email reading would be sent to you seven to 10 business days after purchase. I offer our tarot card readings, 45 minute or 35 minute intuitive tarot card readings offered our past life reading. Then I offer three, um, I offer tarot lessons and in three installments. So it'd be three different lessons than you would like graduate and like get your certificate and learn. Um, there are add-ons for sound bowl healing and extra time. I don't offer Reiki virtually. I just offer it in person. Um, so if you're in Rhode Island, I would give it to you in person, not virtually, um, but exclusively just book through my website. Um, that is how you find me for services. And yeah, even if you don't want to do one, refer your friends. Yes. Yes. I think you're so cool, Jane. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, I would love for you to subscribe so you'll never miss out on upcoming episodes featuring other brilliant minds and insightful topics. Also, don't forget to rate and review while you're at it. Your ratings and feedback mean the world to me and help me reach more listeners. So, Misty and loves you. Have the best day ever. Same time next week. Bye.